Jared, what's your favorite club to hit? Driver, full send. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Full Sense Podcast, the inside scoop on life on the PGA Tour with our man Jared Wolf, coming to us today from Mexico, south of the border, with a special guest. Jared, what's up, man? How you doing? Hola, amigo. How are you? <laughs> Como estas? <laughs> Todo bien. Donde esta el baño? <laughs> Donde esta el tacos? That's right. See, that's a better question. That's a way better question than the one that I asked. That's for sure. But you may need the second question after you eat the tacos. You never know. So, so keep that one on check. And today we got a special guest, your partner from last week's Zurich Classic, Seth Reeves in the house. Seth, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Trey? I'm very excited to talk to you for the first time and that this is going to be your first officially aired podcast, man. I hope it's a good experience for you. Thanks for being bold enough to jump on and, and, uh, and have, uh, have, some, have some fun with us. Yeah, I need to up my my podcast game, anyways. And what better than to do it with you guys? So, what better way to do it? All right. So now you guys are coming off the Zurich, where it's a team event. Was that your first event, uh, a team event on the PJ Tour for both you guys? It was for me. I think Seth's second one. Yeah, I, I played the Zurich uh, in 2019. All right, very cool. Okay, so so Jared, I got to ask you a question about this being your first event. What was it like to play a team event on the PJ Tour, and none of your shots counted? Oh, I, uh, I had an idea this was coming. Thanks, Trey. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> only, only the first round, my bad. Only yeah, as, as if I had enough. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I, it was amazing the first uh, the first hole, how many trees I hit in one hole. <laughs> so I walked, walked off that hole with the birdie. Thank you, Seth. Uh, it was uh, – <laughs> Yeah, it, it was something. I don't, I don't know. I think I'll let Seth comment more on that as the as the guy that that carried me that day. Now, Seth, you were uh, you were you were playing pretty well that day. I think you had six birdies on the round, and obviously Jared's first time. What was that like? Kind of just figuring out chemistry, and clearly this has to be a new experience because there's nowhere else except for the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup where this format even exists, especially the alternate shot. So, you know, what was that like being your second time playing together or you know playing in this event? Um, to, to figure out that team chemistry. Yeah, I, I think that was where it's uh, can can throw some guys off just because it's 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 a very different feeling. And I remember asking Jared, you know, I think on Tuesday for our practice round, like, hey, have you ever played in like a best ball or an alternate shot thing? And he's just like, no, I haven't. And I was like, really, amateur stuff or anything? And he's just like, no, I, I I've never done this. And I was. A little surprised. Instant, instant regret on the pick. I bet on your on your part. <laughs> I've I mean I've only played in, um, you know I've done some match play stuff, uh, but I, it's like I haven't really done of it either, other than when I played in the Zerk a few years ago. So uh, it's a very different feeling, and like I mean, it's even different nerves because even in best ball, you know, again like, you know, there's some water out there or something. So like if if like if I hit in the water or Jared hits in the water or something, it's all, you know, there's almost this kind of understanding of, Oh, it's on you all of a sudden, you know? And it's just like, okay, well, if I make bogey, then we make bogey. And that's probably not very good. Cause you know, somebody's going to shoot 12 or 13 under like they did. So it's like, it's, you know, there's some pressure on each day because on best ball, you kind of know, Hey, this is when you go low. 
And on alternate shot, it's like, hey, you know, it's this shot or or we're, we're you know, making bogey, basically, because um, so it's 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 there's some different nerves. And I, I think I could almost tell Jared was just in another world of like where I'm on a golf course, but this is not normal. What is <laughs> And so I was just trying to be the best teammate I could. And like, I, I just, I've been feeling a lot better about my game and, and was hitting it really well. And, and, uh, the putts were dropping. And so it's just kind of like, well, I mean, in best ball, you can still kind of put your head down and it, you know, play the best you can. And, and that helps the team. So that's what I try to do. Great. Did you guys, yeah, I go did, ahead, Jared. I did make a couple of pars that mattered, but you no, know, uh, very, very good. No, no birdies that matter. That's right. But no, par. I had to give you a little trouble. But you, yeah, <laughs> I made one part that matters. <laughs> I had to give you a little grief on it. But you know, uh, when you guys think about uh, you know the, the the kind of playing together um, and just the the mental side of it all, I mean, it's it's almost funny to think about because every time that you guys go out, it's on you. But there's just a different feeling when there's just a teammate there. But how did you did you treat it as more like a Tuesday money game? Because I know you guys play best ball a lot of times on you know, money games on Tuesday and stuff like that. Or did you try to treat it like a normal round and kind of like you said, get into your zone and maybe not talk to each other as much and things like that? What did you guys find that started to work for you guys? Uh, well, like I said, so really on my end, nothing really worked. Um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, and I think what it was. It, it had that feeling of a money game on Tuesday, but it also was like, wait, this, this really counts. Like this is an actual tournament. And it's like, you're, you're, for me, I was kind of fighting the, the feeling of who cares because it's a money game and like, no, it does matter and all this. And so it's like fighting that. Uh, and it, you don't, and I didn't feel that until like after the first shot on the first hole. And I'm like, what, you know, what in the world is going on? Um, whereas Seth, like, you could tell he was a little more locked in and um, more focused on, you know, on the tournament itself and getting the birdies and stuff. And so that that's where the second day I felt like at least I was able to tap into it a lot better. Honestly, kind of fitting around on the first day was, was a lot better too. But um, I don't think it's – I think I'm sure there's some guys, that, some teams, it's it's different answers. But um, I guess if I, could, if I could go back and do it again, I would have – I would have gotten into a, a diff, tried to get into a different mindset before the before the round started. Yeah, and I think anytime that things are different, it's just hard to to, to change because I know that athletes, professional athletes, are really creatures of habit. Um, you know, they just kind of you know they, they a lot of times warm up the same way. They 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 wear their clothes sometimes the same way or whatever. And so you know, three T's in the right pocket or whatever it is. So I know that there's kind of this this kind of feeling among professional athletes that that's the case. And I think that's why majors can be so difficult for people the first time, because even though it's just a, another golf tournament, it's not, it's, it just got a different feel to it. And you got to get used to it to get comfortable. And I assume this has got to be very similar. It just takes a little while to get used to, you know, being comfortable and just playing another golf tournament. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I think that's where like, you know, you look who won and it's Xander and Patrick who've, who've played in presence cups and Ryder cups, not only in, in those events, but they've played together in, um, and so they just know what to expect. They know how to, you know, like they know how to handle the, the different, uh, feelings of it versus just a regular tournament. Cause it is different. And it's a good point. Like you said, with the majors, it's, there's something about it. Like for even me, where I was more nervous 
Um, Cause again, like, you know, Jared hit it in the trees on the first hole and it's all of a sudden like, Oh, well, you know, okay. Like I, I it's on, it's on me this hole, you know, and that's a little bit different, even though it's always on you in a stroke play event, like you, you know, it's when it's a team, you're, uh, even though you're trying to be locked in, uh, individually to play, you know, to play well, to help your team, you're aware of your teammate and you want to, you want to help your teammate as much as you can. So, uh, it's, it's very different. And, and I just think with more experience, you know, it, it becomes more normal. Yeah, absolutely. And you think about somebody like Xander Shoffley, who he's an elite player, but he hasn't played that well so far this year. And now he pairs up with somebody that he's played with before. There's a trust level. There's a kind of a confidence that comes from that. And he actually played up. He played better than he played all year because he's in that environment that he's not comfortable in, comfortable in. And it just takes a few reps to do that. So do you think you guys will, um, will, will pair up again? Is there, is there a pact here that's going to, we're going to try this again, or where are you guys at with that to put you on the spot? Well, considering how good he played, I would definitely take him again. <laughs> Lock <laughs> it down. Honestly, no, like I said, I'd, I'd love a do over. I got, I, I mean, who, who wouldn't love a do over once in a while, but, um, I think we could have a lot, a lot more. We could have a lot more fun with it again. Yeah, I'd say if we're we're both playing next year, we got a little bit of work to do to to do that. But for both playing next year, it uh, will uh, we may we may have to to get some revenge. We've got to start the color coordinating of outfits the week before. We've got to have our music down a week before. Did we had <laughs> fine music and. <laughs> We've got to the get we've got to play great. practice rounds, more practice rounds together in that format. Well, yeah, another thing that's crazy, yeah. which maybe was different, I don't know, but like Jared and I have been on the same tour for like this is our third season. We've been friends, but we've never played in a tournament round together. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, this, that that probably is weird too. Yeah, I've never seen you play in a tournament before. Yeah. So <laughs> that's true. There's a there's just yeah there's. There's a, a little bit of that level there like he's talking about. but Yeah, that's interesting. Now, for, for those of you that are wondering, when you said you got to get your music right ahead of time, the Zurich is one of the few tournaments, uh, well, maybe the only tournament on the PGA Tour, where they play walk-up music on the first tee, and I assume they did it again this year, correct? Uh, they did on Saturday. On Saturday, okay. Okay, so unfortunately, yeah. you guys didn't, didn't get to experience it. What were Bro? your songs going to be? Did you have anything picked out? Yeah, we were rolling with uh, with the Seth's. Seth had a had one for his, for the team in nineteen, and, and I agree with it. I asked him if he had any nineties hip hop, so he said, "Boom, there it is." And so we jumped on that. Uh, it's a solid choice. After solid some poor deliberation, uh, a lot of satire and sarcastic songs were played to try to see if we wanted to do any of those, and then uh, we settled on. <laughs> so, so they only do it on Saturday, not even on Sunday. It's just a one day thing. Well, it was it was Saturday and Sunday before this year, and then this year they wanted to do like a Louisiana themed, you know, music intro for all the players on Sunday or something. Oh, that's a huge miss on the PGA Tour right there. I'm just going to call it. That was a big miss. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they change it for next year because I'm going to say when you guys are playing next year on the PGA Tour and you come back for revenge, I want to hear whoop there it is or whatever. I mean, a little Dr. Dre, something like that. Anything uh, along those lines, some Snoop Dogg, whatever. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think 
think you put a little, you know, a little seed in our our head about maybe a little, maybe a little Dre, maybe somebody wow. maybe mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, or maybe maybe come up with a little bit more modern, do a little Eminem because I'm feeling that right now. I mean, there's a lot of options, a lot of ways you can go with this from a hip hop perspective. Go back to the Super Bowl halftime show, Trey. We can just, yeah, that's exactly that's probably what's subconsciously in my head is we'll just have the Super Bowl cast, we'll just do a little bit of everything, uh, which would be good. So, all right, so Seth, I, I hear that you're a, a yellow jacket, Georgia Tech, uh, very proud golf program, uh, had some really great players along the way for, for years. Matt Kuchar's from there. Um, several of the players that played, I believe David Duvall played there. Is that right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Going back to my nineties golf trivia history, uh, yep. to pull that one out of the hat. So, uh, talk a little bit just for people who maybe haven't had a chance to hear your journey on the PGA tour. Cause I haven't caught up with it as much. When did you graduate at Georgia tech? What was that journey like? And when did you like 2019 was your first year on the tour? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. So talk about your journey a little bit from Georgia tech, your experience there, and then getting onto the tour. Man, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> you got 60 seconds. Let's go. Okay. Um, graduated in 2014. Um, it took me a few years to uh, get through Q school. Um, played the Canadian tour in 2016, which was helped a lot for my just my confidence to kind of get through Q school that year. And so 2017 was on Corn Ferry, kept my card. 2018, um, Struggled for most of the year, but then I, I kind of had a late run, kept my card, and then I got my card in the playoffs. And so kind of all of a sudden I'm on the tour and uh, played well in the fall and then struggled a lot in 2019 with, with my game and my swing. And, and uh, so I, I dropped back down to the Corn Ferry. And uh, and then lo and behold, it's COVID, so it turns into being two years, stuck down there for two years. Um, but kind of found my game halfway through the season uh in 2020 played well uh and then kind of continued it on in 2021 and and got back here as soon as i could basically um so back here for 2022 nice so two questions real quick first of all at the ceremony for the top 25 in omaha nebraska you were there correct i was not oh you weren't there okay well then that question we'll just take that one off the table uh so why yeah, wasn't there. yeah i have a good reason okay uh, what was the reason? My uh, first daughter was born. Oh, that is a really good reason. Congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, I, that was the tournament I won in 2020. And I, I won Omaha in 2020. And then I had to miss it because, and because they made it into the regular season tour championship, but I had to miss it because my daughter was born. Yeah, well, that's a great reason. Uh, certainly, no problem with that. Also, you didn't have to witness this crazy guy pretending to be media out in the middle of the green recording Jared during the ceremony, which uh, unfortunately was was me. But oh. um, so, <laughs> the next question I have is, what's it like on the second round here on the tour? You had 2019 experience, and now you're back. What's it been like the second the second uh, time around? Uh, I mean, it's experience helps a lot out here. Just knowing. Uh, like every week's not a new week for me kind of knowing where everything is. Uh, that's, that's helpful. It helps with com- a comfort level and like, it's a, it's a much bigger stage. And so just being prepared for that and, and being around the players and, um, and stuff. And, um, I just think, you know, I've been more prepared for that now. Um, again, golf is just hard in general. And like, I, I haven't played the way, uh, I've wanted to, I've, um, uh, 
yet this year, but I, I, my confidence is so much higher than it was three years ago. And, um, my belief in myself and, and just being able to like, when things go wrong, I think I, I'm getting better at figuring them out faster and getting back into playing some more solid golf. And so, um, even though I haven't, you know, my FedEx cup number is not near as where I would want it to be. Um, I, I feel much more prepared and, and, um, and, you know, feel like I belong out here a lot more than I, I did in 2019. I was just kind of lost. So how much does knowing the courses really, you know, help out, you know, from one year to the next? I mean, I know it's hard for rookies because they got to learn the courses, especially in the fall series, like out in California, when sometimes they're playing three courses, trying to learn three courses in a week and be competitive. What's that like going to a tournament and kind of going, oh, yeah, I know this course. I know where to hit it. I know what it's like. How, how, how much of an impact is that? Do you feel like that's a stroke or two around? Like, how does that actually impact your ability to perform? Yeah, I, I think it's it's really tough for rookies um, on that West Coast swing when you when you're playing multiple courses because you're stuck because you're like, well, I I need to see these courses, um, but also I don't want to wear myself out. But I I feel like it's more important to see them, and and so then you're playing a lot, and then maybe you're wearing yourself out, and uh, where the veterans won't play they'll they'll just play the main course and that's it but they, they don't care about the other course because they've seen it so many times so and I, I think too you know the, the courses are more demanding out here the pin locations um and the green complexes and stuff like that like they just set up the courses harder and trickier to where uh you're penalized more for for hitting it in the wrong spot than you are on corn ferry like corn ferry you have bigger targets and um you know, softer conditions and, and it's just easier. So that's, that's where the experience comes in is, is having seen those courses before and just seeing even the pins and, and understanding, Oh yeah, I, I was there before. That's no good. Okay. I need to miss it here. And just playing smarter. Cause again, the guys that graduate from the corn Ferry, talent level wise, they're up there with, with the best. It's just so much of the, the, what the best players in the world do is they manage stuff well. And, and they have the experience to kind of to back up, back it up as well, and and to just stay really calm um, in whatever circumstance they're they're in. Yeah, familiarity's got to be so critical out there with a lot of that, and just being comfortable. And like you said, not starstruck, and you know, knowing what to expect, and knowing the golf courses, and just feeling a, a little bit love, a higher level of comfort um, is is really critical. All right, so Seth, so listen, we've been beating Jared up for this whole episode, but let's turn the tables a little bit. <laughs> You got to watch Jared play a, you know, a couple of competitive rounds and you've obviously, you know, just kind of seen him out there on the tour. What is like the most impressive part about his game from your perspective as a fellow player? Not Thursday. Don't talk about Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah aside from Thursday, let's take that one out, but everything else. I mean, I just feel like he's got the speed, which is so big out here. Um, it's just like, He's kind of like a, a, a specimen out there. <laughs> it's a, he's it's a good word. Good word. Hard. And um, I, I don't know. I, I like it's weird because I haven't seen him play in tournaments much, <laughs> but I liked the way we he was talking through everything. Like, and I don't know. I, I feel like everything he does is good. Um, even I was talking to the. Um, 
the Shrixon rep um, last week, and he was saying the same thing, like, man, Jared's got, got everything. And, like, that's where, like, you watch him play and, and you don't really see uh, a physical weakness. Um, and, you know, I, I think probably the biggest thing for Jared is just getting, getting comfortable out here because it's different. Um, it's, it's like a new, it's like a culture shock a little bit. Um, and it's just, you're just getting used to being out here, new courses and, you know, having to play best ball and alternate shot in a tournament, you know, like that stuff's different. Um, but you know, his, his, uh, his resume the last two years, you know, proves he's got, he's got it. So yeah, no doubt about it. And here's my trick with Jared. So next time when you guys play in this, this is what you got to do. So you just hit a drive out there. And then as you're walking past him back to your bag, just say, there's no way you're going to hit it past that. Just challenge him a little bit. And this guy will step it up. I've seen it my, my, uh, um, uh, with my own two eyes, not only playing against them where it hurt, but then also at the Houston Open. He, he walked past one time and said, watch this. And he hit it 30 yards past everybody on the tee that, uh, on that hole. So I think the trick is you just got to just like challenge him, like tell him he can't do it. And I think, you know. Uh, it, it just gets better from there for him. That's for sure. All right, Jared, I'm going to turn the tables. What's the best part of Seth's game after getting to watch him play? Uh, T-ball and putting. Those uh, are good. Those are good. Those are good things to have. Take those. Yeah. T-ball was the T-ball was impressive. And that that's something that I've always prided myself on. And I've struggled on the last year or so uh, is, is getting off the tee. And uh, that's always something like when I look at a hole, I'm like the tee shot never bothers me. Um, and I could tell like when Seth's teeing it up and he's like, yeah, this, you know, this, I'm hitting this fairway and I'm going to hit it a long way down there. Um, uh, I was impressed with the speed of his putting until he had to use my golf ball. And, <laughs> uh, no, for real though, uh, it, that, and then he had some really cool imagination around the greens that I liked. He, there were spots that I was like, man, it's going to be kind of a hard chip shot. He pulls putter out and, you know, either lips it out or got it really close to going in, which made my tap in, uh, way easier. Um, you know, on the alternate shot and stuff. So that was, that was pretty cool to watch as well. Yeah. And what's it like having to play with a different ball and how did you guys choose whose ball to play with? Look, we have sponsors that might be listening to this, so we're not going to talk about each other's golf. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it, it was, it was fun. We, we had a, uh, we kind of practiced, like we gave each other some golf balls on, on the Tuesday to practice with, uh, it you know there's definitely a different sound a little bit of a different feel um and then sound can also be feel too like you can if it sounds firmer you feel like it's hotter if it sounds softer it feels it might feel softer and yeah it's just we're golfers are weird man we're weird like that (laughs) Uh, we're used to playing a golf ball and and then you you feel and hear something different it might you know or even if you just look down at the dimple patterns different it could look a little odd well i mean we we yeah. used my I play a softer ball than Jared does, and we ended up using that a little bit more mm-hmm. um, on the alternate shot on Friday than we than we maybe originally thought. So like what? But I yeah. feel like you hit it pretty good. Yeah, no, I hit it, I hit it good. Uh, so I, I was just curious. Yeah. I actually don't know if I asked you what you what you because I feel like you had to adapt more than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you play a firmer ball than I do, but you, yeah, no, I, I thought it was, yeah, no, I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I still think the tricks on Z star XP is the best ball out there. <laughs> uh, but shout no, out, <laughs> shout out, uh, to Strixon. 
get your tricks on. Um, yeah, no, but no, I mean, golf, the technology and all the golf stuff now, like if, if Seth was right or if I was left-handed, we could use each other's golf clubs and still get around and play a really competitive round of golf. Um, but, you know, there's things that we like about our equipment that makes it personal and makes it, you know, what, why we chose, why we choose the, the stuff that we choose. Yeah, golf is one of those weird sports where, you know, not only does it need to look right and feel right, but, you know, it also needs to sound right. You know, like the whole thing has to has to work for you to, for it to really feel comfortable. But, you know, unlike you guys, amateurs can actually make uh, different sounds hitting the ball just by themselves, uh, you know, <laughs> different from shot to shot. So you guys get a little, a little feel of what it's like for, for us. But, uh, no, that's, that's really cool. So, all right, last thing. We're going to end with this. Now, Seth, I don't know if you're a food connoisseur like my man Jared is, but what was the food like in Louisiana? What's some of the best stuff that you ended up having down there? Well, I, I'm not going to give you a great answer because, uh, my, uh, daughter was my eight month old. Now, uh, daughter, uh, was, is with us. Ben. I mean, pretty much my wife and daughter travel with me every week that we're in the States. Um, so now we're in Mexico. My, my daughter doesn't have a passport yet. So now I'm rooming with Jared, which is great. But, um, <laughs> so, but my daughter, Ruth, she goes to bed, her bedtime routine starts at like six thirty and goes, you know, for an hour. So like, typically that's all of our going out and doing restaurants at this point in time have pop. We put a pause on it. So we did a lot of takeout last week. Um, so didn't really get into the Louisiana style, uh, and we didn't really go downtown or anything. Um, but you know, my wife loves going out to eat. So I, maybe, you know, again, we need to play next year. My, my daughter will be a little older. We can start going out again, but she's a little young to where she needs to be in bed and we don't have the babysitters with us on the road yet either. So we did a lot of takeout, some good takeout, some burgers, Thai food, but nothing Louisiana style. <laughs> Jared, how about you? Uh, yeah, we had, uh, we had some beignets. Uh, we had a, we didn't go traditional, so no offense to the traditional beignets out there, but uh, is that what you call them? Beignets? That's Bign- a good question. That's a good, yeah. All right. Uh, We're going to go with it. We're gonna go. Had a strawberry cheesecake, blueberry cheesecake, and a s'mores. Um, let's see what else we do. We uh, I had a I had an alligator sausage on the driving range. That's pretty good. Uh, learned how to crack the crawfish the right way on the driving range. Um, yeah, I, I had crawfish pretty much every morning in my omelet. So yeah, that, <laughs> that, I got a good enough taste of Louisiana. It was all right. I, I didn't yeah. go. Crazy. I didn't do the craw- crawfish etouffee is pretty good. And I saw another dish I really wanted to try was um, seared alligator. No, it was roasted alligator or whatever, grilled something in a rice bowl with some sauce. And I was like, I, I really wanted to get it, but I- we never went to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of gators, did you have any uh, gator crossings uh, during the, the tournament? Oh, a few. I uh, didn't really, didn't really, uh, get too close to them like they did on the weekend i think they i think they bait the the gators on the weekend for tv they have to really i don't know interesting but we i did see somebody feeding them on uh was it 17 they were feeding them over by the stands um that was why you were it was while you were putting we were (laughs) while you were putting on that team i was looking over and they were feeding the uh this like 10 foot gator um 
off the grandstands or whatever, which is not. Now good. we saw this years ago where the Gators are right on the edge there and kind of hanging, and some players will walk up, maybe not knowing they're there. Would you be more inclined to maybe jump or move away from a Gator, or would you go up and hit its tail like we saw a couple years ago and knock it into the water? I'd I'd probably startle at first and then be like, eh, okay, I've seen enough of them in Florida. I'm I'm fine. They're fat and lazy. They don't they don't want anything to do with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that I would want to get too close to that. But uh, well, anyways, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Hey, thank you so much, Seth, for joining us. This is your going to be your first aired podcast. You did great uh, roasting our guy. Appreciate that, and mm-hmm. uh, wish you guys the best of luck down there, in Mexico. What's the course like this week? What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, we've heard it's. We haven't been out there yet, but we've heard it's amazing. Uh, pretty, pretty perfect. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, have a great time out there, guys. And again, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Full Sim Podcast. Uh, we'll look forward to catching you guys out this week. And uh, best luck out there. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for having me. All right. See you guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Full Send Podcast, an inside look at Jared Wolf's journey on the PGA Tour. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a comment. That will help others find us easier. And until next time, hit them long and hit them straight. We'll see you soon.